Happy Monday. Today, we're going to speak on building a powerful team. It's basically going to be a business owner's guide to creating a superstar organization full of amazing employees. I'm going to talk about don't be a superhero, how to find good people, the importance of making your employees feel valued, and creating a great workplace culture. Today on Productive Not Busy. You're listening to the Productive Not Busy Podcast, where our mission is to make you more money so you'll have less stress and more free time. It's all about mindset, attitude, and taking action. And your host, Wayne Weathersby, knows how to make that happen. He's negotiated and closed over $150 million in contracts while building businesses with proven success strategies that he wants to share with you. So if you're ready to make some real money, then let's get to it. Here's Coach Wayne. So let's talk about being a superhero. If you're a small business owner or an entrepreneur, you know what it means to build a business from the ground up. It takes smart thinking, ingenuity, and a ton, a ton of hard work to create a successful business. See, many small business owners are very protective of their vision, right? Because they know exactly where they want their business to go. Sooner or later, though, most entrepreneurs, small business owners, recognize that they need help to grow. Think about it. You may have been there yourself. You work 80 hours a week, but in order to meet the demands of their business, it's going to take a team. If you're ready to start growing your work team, this episode of the podcast, and there will be a corresponding book to go along with it, will give you the skills to find an incredible team and knowledge to create a productive work environment. First thing I want to talk about is avoid the hero complex and just build a team. I see this a lot. You may be the type of person who does everything for themselves, right? You trust yourself the most. You're the one who understands your vision the most, and you're the best person to see that vision come to fruition. That's a great plan if you have a very, very small business, and that depends solely on your efforts and your expertise. There are some businesses that can be run by one person, absolutely. However, if you want to significantly expand your business, you're probably going to need help. For most businesses, Great success arises from having an incredible team of workers, employees, a group of people who understand and share your values, have a strong work ethic, have the skills to push things forward. Have you ever heard of superhero syndrome? Well, superhero syndrome means that you feel that you're the only one who can do things the way you want them done and well, and you should be the one doing everything. There's a book, what brought this episode on is a book called Virtual Freedom. A guy named Chris Ducker. Your business is your baby. And who better to take care of that baby than the person who gave birth to it? You. However, this will eventually catch up with you 
and the strength that you process or possess, excuse me, as an entrepreneur will start to backfire. It will leave you stressed and overworked. And ultimately, you will be no good to anyone or anything, including your business. Chris Ducker isn't the only one to recognize the need for a strong team. Outsourcing work is critical to the success of countless businesses, small and large. Hillary Kerr and Catherine Power are the creators of a really popular blog, Who, What, Where. What started as a small newsletter, okay, eventually expanded to this highly lucrative and successful blogging business. Imagine that. They got started, took a chance, but they certainly didn't do it alone. There was an interview with uh, Hillary Kerr where she answered the question, how do you manage to juggle all of your different projects at the same time? Well, her answer, pretty simple. As we continue to grow, it's always hard to let go of certain aspects of your job that you like and the projects that you want to be super involved in, but don't have the time to be. Having the right team in place for us and our company has also been huge, but also thinking, is this something that only I can do? Or is it something that I can delegate to another really wonderful team member? It's been a balancing act, and I think it will continue to be. Not the only person. Think about it. People like Bill Gates, the founder of Microsoft, used to have a big challenge with delegating work to his team. When he first started his company, he struggled to trust his employees and had to, this really super strong urge to micromanage. When his company was first launched, he wrote most of the code and he rewrote or reviewed everyone else's as well. Now, his need to manage everything began to affect his company's productivity. Read that book. Very interesting. Over time, he realized that this was not the best thing for him or the company. He began trusting others to manage new hires, write code, market his products, many other things that went along with building that business. He even began to realize that some of the people who work for him were better than he was. Wow, what a concept. Over, if you're an entrepreneur, establishing a good team is key to overall success, 100%. In this episode, you'll learn how to establish the kind of team that you need for a successful, productive, and profitable business. All right, first things first, how to find good people. You know you need help. How do you decide what's missing from your business? Before you can hire the perfect team, you'll need to determine exactly what you need help with. Do you need employees who can take over some of your responsibilities? Or do you need to hire people with expertise that you don't currently have yourself? At some point, you'll probably need some of both. Determine what your business is missing. Here's a quick example of ways to know when it's time to expand. You're not able to do the big tasks because you're spending all your time on work or focusing on small details. Your customers are not getting the attention they need. You have steady, consistent work, not just a week or two of intense work. You or your current staff are becoming overworked and frustrated. Bad attitudes. Hiring new people will increase revenue. 
You're turning down work because you can't keep up. You need someone to do specialized tasks on business maybe you're missing out on. You're making enough money to hire employees. See, having a few busy weeks doesn't necessarily mean that it's time to hire additional employees. That's not what I'm saying. Taking on full-time employee would be a mistake if you can't provide them with ongoing work. You don't want to pay a salary to someone who is often sitting around with nothing to do. If you need an occasional help finishing something, you may want to look into like a freelance worker or a contractor. You can also hire consultants to help with specialized skills. If you don't have enough money in the budget and a new employee will help increase revenue, it's probably a good time to bring on a new hire. <laughs> you may only need a part-time for helper at first, but as your business continues to grow, those positions will turn into work full-time. So how do you find applicants that can benefit your company? There's many experienced entrepreneurs have been burned by bad employees, me included. This can cause some business people to want to avoid hiring anyone at all. Instead of starting the cycle of hiring again, they buckle down, determined to be the one all, end all, and work do all the work themselves. An incompetent or unethical employee is difficult to forget for sure, but it shouldn't cause you to be filled with fear. There are good workers out there, there are, who are ready to support your business. You just have to find them. So here's five important things to consider when bringing on a new employee. Define your business culture. Have you ever heard the term workplace culture? It may sound strange or even goofy, but the idea behind it is extremely important. The culture of your company is a combination of values, traditions, behaviors, attitudes, and beliefs. The culture can be positive or negative, and you have the power to guide it. The people who hire you hire will have a lot to do with your business culture. So in order to maintain the type of culture that you want, it's important to hire people that will enhance all of this instead of diminishing it. Look for people who share values and understand the vision and branding that you have for your company. For example, imagine that you started a business selling outdoor camping stuff, right? You decided to focus heavily on going green and your company's eco-impact. Well, when you hire employees for your business, you want to hire people who are knowledgeable about outdoor gear and also care about the environment. That's the culture that you should be cultivating. A person with zero experience in camping or a person who doesn't care about green living would not fit into that culture, no matter how talented. Next, you want to hire people with strong integrity and character. Not enough of that going around lately. Your employees should be knowledgeable about your products, but they should also be ethical people who can work well with others. More than anything, you want to avoid hiring toxic people who will cause division or harm with fellow employees, or even you. Warren Buffett said that we look for three things when we hire people. We look for intelligence, we look for initiative or energy, and we look for integrity. If they don't have the latter, the first two will kill you. Because if you're going to get someone without integrity, you want them lazy and dumb. Does that make sense? Buffett was making the point that integrity is more important than simply having a smart or energized employee. You don't want a smart, energized employee that's spreading venom. Hiring trustworthy employees means you can unburden some of the responsibilities without fear. It also means that you're providing other employees with a safe work environment. Your work 
workplace should be sensitive to your employees' unique needs and have a low risk for things like sexual harassment or discrimination. Consider a few of these questions to help determine if your new hire has the kind of integrity you need for your business. Do they have a positive attitude at work? Or are they always complaining and bringing down the morale? Are they able to communicate openly? Do they follow through with their commitments? If they tell you they will do something, do they try their best to do it? Are they able to hold themselves accountable? In other words, do they continue to do work well even when you're not present? Are they willing to take responsibility for their actions? Do they have always blame others when something goes wrong? Do they spend their time building up others or do they tear others down? Are they more concerned with their ego or the good of the company and the team? See, no employee is going to be perfect. But a team member that works with integrity will produce ongoing rewards. Almost everyone recognizes a person of character, and this attribute will go well beyond your workforce. Your customer base will also respect a company that hires trustworthy people. You want to create a diverse team of workers. Today's business world is recognizing the need for diversity in the workplace. The business landscape has been changing over the past 60 years, and many companies are learning that diversity is a strength rather than a weakness. A diverse workplace can have many benefits, including uh, increased productivity, more creativity out of the box, of, you know, out of the box thinking. Greater innovation, faster problem solving, reduced employee turnover, marketing that is more inclusive and sensitive to the various demographics and enhanced company reputation. Diversifying your business is not necessarily an easy task. However, people who are similar tend to spend time with others like themselves. It makes it harder to find new or different types of people, right? If you want to bring in people from, from many demographics, there are a few things you can do here. Make a diversity as a part of your business culture. Before you begin hiring new employees, resolve to make your business culture vibrant. If you want people who have common goals but avoid confusing with the hiring people who are all the same. Determine your criteria before the interview. To prevent a subconscious bias when interviewing and hiring, choose your criteria before you begin. That will help you treat all applicants as an unbiased way. Have a diverse group of people interviewing. When you interview, have others on the panel beside you. And beside yourself, invite people from different demographics to help you choose employees. Post job opportunities in diverse localities. In addition to where you would normally post a job opening, right? Pick a non-traditional places to post your job opening, even if they don't seem like an obvious choice for your business. Attend job fairs in different communities. Go to job fairs in communities and met colleges that have more diverse population. You can also go to nonprofit organizations that advocate for those who ordinarily are underrepresented. Then I want you to use a variety of avenues to find good people. Okay? You may know exactly what kind of people you want, but how do you actually find them? Well, here's a few ways to do that. Personal network. Chances are you've built up relationships with customers, clients, and business partners. 
Use those relationships to ask for referrals and recommendations. They may know the perfect person for your business. Social networks, LinkedIn is well-known resource for finding good help. But you can also use a social media platform like Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. There's a ton of popular job boards. FlexJobs, Indeed, CareerBuilder. Carry business cards with you. I don't know how many people that I get into a conversation with about, oh, you're a coach, yeah. And we'd have a conversation. And I'm like, hey, give me your business card and I'll send you some free information, some free tips, some free help. Oh, I don't carry them. That's great. Have an alternative. Have some way of transferring the information. Whether you're traveling the world for business or just stopping in at your local coffee shop, you never know when there might be an opportunity to reach out to a potential client or a hire. Here's another one. You can incorporate your branding in your recruiting ads. When posting an ad for your job openings, such as online and, and, or newspapers or physical job board, remember that branding is important. You're not about to be selling a product, but you are selling your company. If you want to attract amazing applicants, give them a reason to want to apply. I had the conversation the other day in a room full of realtors. I'm a realtor. They're realtors. We all walk in and there's one client sitting in the table. Do they have their branding and their pitch available to them with no resources around, just walking in cold? If that person goes, hey, I'm looking for a realtor, why should I use you? What would you say? Try to think of creative ads that will give them, you know, get the people interested in your business as well as give them a clear idea of your company's ideals. That will also help lower the number of applicants who are poor, poor fit. The importance of making your employees feel valued is the next topic I want to cover. That's huge. And not very well addressed most of the time. Finding the right employee is only part of the process of developing a powerful team of workers, right? You may have excellent employees, but if you're not if they're if they're not managed well, your business is gonna freaking struggle, I promise. Treating employees well benefits you and your company. The importance of treating your employees well can't be under, understated. You may not be able to make your employees millionaires, okay? But the way you treat them makes a lasting difference. In fact, how you treat your employees often affects the morale of the company more than the individual income level, believe it or not. Now, compensating your employees well is important, but how you treat them may even be more important than the high pay. Why do I say that? 2015, a Harvard Business Review published an article called Proof That Positive Work Cultures Are More Productive. They concluded that Cutthroat, high-pressure business cultures are less effective than inclusive businesses that prioritize their employees' needs. Why is that? Well, in the short term, your business may thrive under high-pressure management. Your employees may work twice as hard to meet your rising expectations. In the long term, however, there are significant consequences to the high-pressure specifically. High health care costs, increased health issues among employees, disengagement among employees, lost loyalty, high turnover rate. Okay? 
health issues with high-stress jobs. The number one issue that arises from high-stress businesses is the toll it takes on their employees' health. Disengagement. Workers who are disengaged are less likely to perform well and far more likely to have an accident or make a mistake. Okay, here's some surprising stats about disengaged workers. 89% of employees think em employers think employees leave because of money, when in fact only 12% leave primarily for better pay. How about that? Companies with engaged employees make two and a half times more revenue. Employees who are highly engaged are 87% less likely to leave their company. And it's estimated that disengaged employees cost organizations between $400 and $550 billion annually. Fewer than three out of 10 employers have an engagement strategy. Okay, next is lost loyalty. High stress jobs also lead to high turnover rates. Employees don't feel loyal to jobs that leave them feeling unhealthy and unappreciated. According to the American Institute of Stress, the number one cause of stress in people's lives is their workloads. They also said that 19% of the people polled had quit a previous job due to stress. The cost of replacing the employee is high and should be avoided if possible. So how can you be sure that you're treating your employees well? Well, to help your employees feel like they're a valuable member of the team, there are a lot of things that you can do. Here are some highly effective ways to let your employees know that you care about them and that you're glad that they're a part of your team. Number one, of course, compensate them well. You don't have to pay your employees so well that you forfeit a healthy budget. Okay. However, paying your employees a fair wage will go a long way. You may only have jobs that would normally pay minimum wage, but a small bump up from that would mean a lot to your employees. Offer flexibility. There's a growing number of employees who really desire flexible and flexibility in their work schedule. A study at the Harvard Business Review, again, said that 96% of the U.S. professionals want flexibility in their schedule, but only 47% feel that they have it in their current position. So while a nine to five was once the norm, it's changing with younger generation now. Employees want the option to have flexible schedule that fits their lifestyle. They want the freedom to work a different shift or work changing shifts based on their needs. Strange world we're in. Many applicants are looking for jobs that allow them to work remotely or to have the ability to work from home some of the time. Listen to your employees and show them that you care. Taking the time to listen to the people who work for you will make a difference in how they feel about their time at work. I promise. Do your best to give them undivided attention. Don't be looking over their shoulder. Don't be looking at your watch. Don't be looking at your phone. Set the phone down. Walk away from the computer and let them know you're paying attention by looking at them and being present. Nothing worse than having a conversation with somebody that's tapping on their phone posting something, checking to see if they've got likes, checking to see if they've got emails while you're trying to have a conversation. If you're completely unavailable at the time, schedule a time that you can speak with them and you are fully available. Now, show your employees appreciation. Almost everyone needs to feel that they 
are appreciated. Feel that they, they do, the work that they do is appreciated. Some personality types need more affirmations than others, okay? We all know that. But most people need to know that the work they do is important and valued. Have reasonable expectations. It's easy to feel like your employees have easy jobs. It's especially true if it's something that you've done well before for a long time. Well, you certainly don't want to employ people who are completely incompetent. Remember that people learn and acquire skills at a different rate. Something that you're probably comfortable doing may take an employee some time to master. Be patient with them while they're learning and refrain from becoming easily annoyed. Teach your employees well the first time. It's far better to teach them well at the beginning when they have to keep retaining them or retraining them on the same task. Plus, they'll feel like they've that you've taken the time to work with them rather than rushing through important information that they need to know to do their jobs. Don't be afraid to loosen up a little bit. Come on, man. Relax. Work is a place of work, but there's also power in play. Google's perfect example of this. Google, one of the most successful tech companies in the freaking world, knows the value of happy employees. They allow employees to bring their pets to work. They also offer gyms and swimming pools and video games and foosball tables and loads of other perks. You may not be able to give your employees as many perks as Google, right? But you can take a page out of their handbook. Giving your employees time to have fun will have substantial benefits. Create a great workplace culture. In addition to finding employees that fit your culture, you also want to cultivate a culture that people work well in. Treating your employees well is a great first start. But there's more to managing a great team than just being kind. Kind doesn't always win. Kind can get you trampled on also. There are a few practical ways that you can help grow workplace culture that is functional, sustainable, and productive. Create clear roles and expectations. When you bring on a new hire, it's imperative that they understand their roles and responsibilities. It's your job to define them clearly so everyone is on the same page. When a job description is vague or open to interpretation, it can be often very confusing and frustrating for the employee. Your employees may try to do things you don't want them to do, or they may not be doing tasks that you expect them to do. This also opens the door for unnecessary conflicts with you and your fellow employees. The problem is compounded when you don't have an effective management system in place. Without adequate leadership, teamwork suffers because no one knows who the frick is in charge. Be very clear with your employees about the hierarchy of management. If you're the only person in a leadership role, ensure that the rest of the employees understand that they are on a high-level playing field. Before you post a job position, determine exactly what you need help with. Include this in the job description. The skills you require should make reasonable sense and match the pay scale. For example, if you're hiring someone primarily to answer the phones, you probably can't reasonably expect them to be a freaking tech wizard or run on cybersecurity. 
Now, bonus if they can, but they're not applying for a phone answering job. It isn't fair to current or future employees to give them responsibilities that are far outside their experience. And you can't expect them to do high-level work for low-level pay. If you feel that your employees are outgrowing their current position, consider promoting them. Try to avoid tracking on a never-ending list of responsibilities to a strong employee. If you're giving them more and more responsibilities, then the pay and the title should match. All right. Give employees a sense of purpose. More and more people want to do more than a punch-in and punch-out job. They want to feel like they work and the work they do is meaningful and purpose-driven. Shaping the story. Let them create the story of your business. Your employees want to feel like they're a part of the mission of your business. So allow them to have some say in that direction. I always used to say when I was somebody's employee, I wanted to run my position and run the job like it was my money, like it was my business. Ask, don't tell. Instead of telling your employees everything they should be doing, ask them questions. For example, what do they think can be done to improve their own performance? What would make it easier for them to do their job? Create leaders. You want people to follow your directions, but you also want them to be able to lead others. Leaders are able to influence and change and foster high-performance cultures that you can't. Next, you want to embrace failure. It's important for your business to work smoothly, but your employees shouldn't be afraid of failing. There will be times that they make mistakes and they should live in fear. Okay, They shouldn't live in fear when they do. If they're innovative, they're also likely to try some things that don't work. That's okay. However, your employee, your forward-thinking employees are also the ones that are going to help grow your business. So give them the opportunity to try to do some of the heavy lifting. Hold each other accountable. Holding your employees accountable is a necessary part of being their boss. However, without the other steps, your employees will feel controlled instead of being a part of the team. You want them to feel like you're working together towards a united goal. That's why they need a purpose before you can hold them accountable. I hope you found this information helpful. If you need anything from me, please reach out to us at thefrontlinecoaching at gmail.com. If you would, take a second, like, subscribe to this podcast on your favorite platform. And if you would, please leave a review if you have the opportunity. Those are extremely helpful. You guys have a great day. Be safe. Take care. See you soon. You've been listening to the Productive Not Busy Podcast with Coach Wayne. Join us next time for more money-making strategies to help you have less stress and more free time. Follow us on Facebook at Productive Not Busy, on Instagram at frontline.coach.wayne and on Twitter at Wayne New Jr. And remember, be productive, not busy.